1: Welcome to The Mismatch. I'm Chris Vernon, and joining me as he does every Friday from TheRinger.com is Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Bomber, Kevin O'Cammer, Kevin O'Climber, Kevin O'Concer, Kevin O'Shredder, Kevin O'Candyland, Kevin O'Killian, Kevin O'Burno! What's up this Friday? I understand you are live from San Diego, or live recorded from San Diego, uh, which is the site of the Nets, the Nuggets, and the Clippers training camp, so a bunch of NBA teams there in San Diego right now.
0: Yeah, here I drove down here from LA. First time in San Diego. Came for training camp. Was not expecting to until I heard about all these teams coming out, doing their thing, building team chemistry, having a good time, enjoying the uh, what feels like air conditioning outside in oh, San Diego goodness. this week. It, it's absolutely gorgeous, Chris. I'm very much enjoying. The weather in San Diego. There you go. For for all those
1: for all those that always like uh try to guess about my age here, this is gonna truly age me. I've been to San Diego one time in my life, <laughs> and it was to cover the Super Bowl between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Raiders of Oakland at the time. Mm. And it was after Gruden had gone to Tampa Bay, the Brad Johnson year. Um <laughs> And that was my first time ever in San Diego. And much like your experience, uh, staying in the hotel, we had a balcony at our hotel and I woke up in the morning and I walked outside and I'm like, how, how, how does everybody, and I know it's the answer is because it's so expensive, but like, how does everybody not live here? Like, I thought it was heaven. It was, (laughs) and I I met people that live there that don't own shoes. They only own sandals, like open toes, because they never. How do you not own?
0: How do you not? Let's let's be. Real. How do you not own a pair of they shoes? They just though? didn't need them. They don't how do you need not them. own a pair of
1: shoes? You should own You should own a pair of shoes. I don't know. I guess if you, <laughs> I guess if you wake up every day and it's seventy three with a light breeze, I mean, I wear shoes I when if... it's
0: nice outside.
1: I don't know. I do. Do you wear
0: it. sandals when it's seventy degrees no. in Memphis?
1: Do you? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> okay. No.
0: We I, also don't have a beach in Memphis, though.
1: We don't have, we've got a river. <laughs> as close as we get. That that Super Bowl
0: but, was a blowout, right? Bucks just blew out the Raiders. Yes,
1: it was a blowout. It was
0: Super Bowl 37. I know that I know that because the because the Patriots were in thirty-eight. Yeah. Thirty-six, thirty-eight, and thirty-nine. So it was the, the one between that with the Patriots with their three Super Bowl runs when I was just a little kid.
1: That whole week, like they had a lot, li- the, the Raiders had a lineman that had like gone over to Tijuana and like, I don't know, had this breakdown. His name was Barrett Robbins. People could look up the story. And it was like this massive distraction. I remember everybody talking about it. I don't remember all that much from it, except for I remember that huge story that came out about that. And then obviously you had the whole Gruden thing because he had gotten traded. You know they had to like give up draft picks and stuff, and so it was like now he's there coaching against his old team. Um, it was it was wild week for sure, but that was that I, I that whole gaslamp district and everything down there. I mean, God, I love that place. I did. I, 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 I haven't it. explored all that much. Oh, I've just been awesome. between
0: here 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 and like the the colleges where teams are practicing. So I haven't had all that much time to explore. But you know it's. Two and a half hours away now being in California. I'll, I'll be back 100%. Do some more exploring. Um, Yeah, San Diego is beautiful. I love it.
1: All right, so we are going to talk some training camp stuff. But first, you know, it's always interesting to hear the news that comes out of these different training camps because every day teams have different players that have microphones in their face. And yesterday for the Philadelphia 76ers, it was Joel Embiid who had a microphone in his face, and he was talking about the Ben Simmons situation. We'll let you hear what he had to say right now. I've always been built to
0: all these uh So it was kind of surprising to see, you know, I would say that even going back to, uh, I mean, the reason we saw out is, you know, we got rid of Jimmy, which I still think it was a mistake. Uh, just to make sure that, you know, we he, he wanted he needed the ball in his hands and you know that's the decision they made. Um, but uh, yeah like I said it, it is surprising. Uh, but I'm really focused on the guys that are here. Uh, you know, uh, the situation is is weird, disappointing. Uh borderline kinda of disrespectful to all the guys that are out here.
1: All right, so we hear what Embiid had to say. Obviously, the headline that comes out of it, Kevin, is calling the Ben Simmons situation disappointing, borderline kind of disrespectful. But there was some other very interesting stuff in there that Embiid had to say, which is obviously you feel like in part a... uh, Response to the stories that came out both in The Athletic and then what you had talked about, which was the whole Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid has run its course. And you can hear a tinge of resent in terms of team building uh, that has taken place with the Sixers, most importantly, mentioning Jimmy Butler and losing Jimmy Butler along the way to this, that, you know, Embiid obviously... Pretty upset about this for sure. I mean, I I gotta be
0: honest. I think Joel Embiid hit the nail on the head with that quote. I appreciated the honesty and the transparency with everything he said Uh, at Kyle Newbeck on Twitter, a great Sixers reporter and analyst for the Philly voice. He posted like a transcript of the entire quote. Um, Like Embiid kind of went on for a couple of minutes and I thought every word of it. I was like, dang, Embiid, he gets it. But also, wow, I'm surprised that he actually went all out there and said, yeah, you're telling me we don't have shooters. At one point, he's like, I shot 38% from three last season and I was the worst guy on the team from three. You know, he's like, we did have shooters around Ben Simmons. We did have him in positions to succeed. We did did build a roster that can maximize his strengths. The one thing that I will say that I believe Embiid missed because, you know, as I had on my report earlier this week on The Ringer and Sam Amick had on The Athletic, The one difference here is with Ben Simmons is Embiid was still the number one in Philadelphia. He was still the guy getting those low post touches. He was still the guy with all the spacing around him, minus Simmons. What Simmons wants is to be in positions where he's, you know, has four shooters around him. No guy who's going to be posting up. And he's the guy always on attack where the, the, the system is built around him. Not necessarily the rosters built around him. Simmons and his team want the system built around him. So that's the difference between what Embiid was saying versus what the Simmons can want. Is that right or not? I mean, I, I lean towards it's it's not. I mean it's disappointing in some ways as he said. Um I, I think Simmons should be there and clearly Embiid does too.
1: Well here and here's to me, when I heard the quote, what fascinated me the most was the Butler portion of this, because that is a guy that is sitting back and saying without saying hold on a second now <laughs> you're not here at training camp you're not part of this team you're not you're not around and it's interesting that for the first time because this has not been a narrative regarding this kev for the first time it is presented that the reason we don't have jimmy butler is because of you like, that's the first time we've ever really like kind of heard that pinned on. And so just just so I'm, I'm clear here and I'm not putting words in his mouth. This is the exact quote. It's kind of surprising to me. We'll say that even going back to the reason we signed out, we got rid of Jimmy, which I think it was a mistake just to make sure Simmons needed the ball in his hands. That's the decision they made. Like I said, it is surprising. And that is incredibly fascinating, right? Because that, that hasn't been a thing. It hasn't been a thing that the, that, that was the issue. <laughs> yeah, Chris.
0: I mean, th- this is why this uh, a tweet yesterday, Sixers fans, understandably so, went wild over it. Uh, it's the first time Embiid was that brutally honest about everything with his own thoughts. I mean, whether that's right or wrong, I mean, Jimmy Butler kind of wanted to go to Miami. It wasn't necessarily a mistake to let him go um, because he wanted to go. Uh, but I do think there was a factor there where maybe, maybe we don't know all the details necessarily with the decision with by Jimmy Butler. Maybe Jimmy would have stayed. Yep. If somebody else had been out the door, that that's guy right. possibly being Ben Simmons, I'm just thinking through things aloud here um, because the fit as great as it was, they were a couple bounces away from moving on in the, in the Eastern conference playoffs and very well could have won the NBA finals. That was a great Sixers team. Uh, Let's not discount what they did, Um, but the fit was a little clunky at times. It was. So, I, I mean, I wonder if that was part of the equation and we just don't know about it.
1: And here's the truth, Kev. It's the first time it has been presented as a choice. And whether or not it was, Joel Embiid frames it as a choice when he says that's the reason. Basically, the reason Jimmy's not here is because he wanted the ball in his hands, right? And so we extracted, that's, that was the cost of doing business. And so we dedicated to Ben Simmons, cost me playing with Jimmy Butler, and now what? And now you're not even around. And so I don't I don't know who knows if it's fair or not. It it's how he feels. And he obviously is not happy with the way this has gone down now. And most importantly, Kev, when you listen to those quotes, you hear what MB says, and you think about like the whole could this get repaired? Could he show up and it just be okay, water under the bridge until they can find a trade? Like, the more and more. Information that comes out, whether it's articles or Embiid, that kind of signaled to me yesterday with those quotes from Embiid. Like they know what's done is done. And so you might as well just say what you feel because you're not worried about it anymore. You know? Once a deal happens, we'll have more clarity on this aspect
0: here. But there's a chance for Joel Embiid, this will be for the best. There's a chance there's a chance, even if it's not, even if it's not Damian Lillard coming back, even if it's not Bradley Beal, even if it's like a number of pieces, there's a chance this is for the best for Joel Embiid. And I I think with him, um, like, like I said, he is a dominant low post player, arguably the best we have in the game today. Jokic is really the only other guy that you could argue is better than him. Cause the passing ability, but purely as a scorer and is just a force, not having Ben Simmons in there as a floor spacer um, I don't is going to help things ha- have, hey, gonna... having, having, having potentially a point guard where you can use Embiid as a screener will open up new dimensions of his game, allowing Embiid, bead for that matter. If they really want to get funky here, letting him bring the ball up the court more often could open up new possibilities with his game. And I know it might sound like I'm getting a little crazy here, but we've seen the flashes over the years and beat himself told me in a, an interview with, for the ringer years ago, I think it was like 2017, 2018. He's like, I consider myself a point guard. I want to be a guy bringing the ball up the floor and beat has done that in flashes. There's more that he can do with some roster changes without Ben Simmons. So for him, this could be for the best. All of it could be for the best. Let
1: me, let me recoil on this. Okay. This is exactly why, you know, they tried to present all of the numbers. So everybody always loves the numbers until the numbers tell them something they don't like. And the numbers telling people something they don't like is that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons were awesome together. And Joel Embiid averaged damn near 30 points a game. The most a center has averaged since like Shaq. And if it weren't for missed games, being as part of the number one seed, he would have won MVP. I mean, so I have a hard time saying, oh, things are going to be so much better for him. Like what? How better? Like according to what? (laughs) What's he going to do? He's going to average 35 points a game.
0: He's going yeah, to, Chris, there's always, always room
1: to be better. He's going to be in a lineup like, I, I that's mean, maybe, plus 50 per 100 possessions. I mean, like, yeah, give but, me a break. Well, what,
0: I, what I'm saying, like, there's two ways to look at this, Chris. I think first way from an individual basis, maybe Embiid, instead of averaging three assists per game, he could get up to five or six. Maybe it's more playmaking opportunities where I would worry when it comes to like that MVP caliber you know player it would be on defense how much does losing Simmons impact their defense and this goes for both guys because Joel Embiid is a dominant force in the interior he he allows Ben Simmons to defend the way he does on the perimeter so these guys are a an excellent, arguably the best defensive duo we've had in the league in years, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. People talk about the offensive, you know, weird mismatch between those two, but on defense, those guys are perfect together. So it could hurt Embiid on defense, but I do think it could even pump pump him up a little bit more on offense, Chris. I really do. Like, there's always room to be better. So, like, we're talking about this guy. You said he's nearly 30, 30 points per game, this and that elite efficiency. I'm saying that like Joel Embiid can be even better than that with some slight tweaks, with some slight differences in the roster. And if you are bringing in like a Dame, let's just say that were to happen. Blazers get off to a slow start. He demands a trade. Neil O'Shea, the best package that he's offered is Ben Simmons and a whole bunch of draft picks and young guys from the Philadelphia 76ers. And then you get Damian Lillard and Joel Embiid for the first time. For the first time ever, you're going to be able to run, pick, and roll with Joel Embiid with a guy who can shoot off the dribble. Jimmy Butler wasn't that necessarily that type of guy. He slashed to the basket, drew fouls, got inside, kicked out. Damian Lillard can pull up from anywhere the first time Embiid would get to play with a guy like that. And that's where I think about that's a new dimension of his game where we, we could see even more levels to Joel Embiid on offense than we have through the first five years of his career. That's all I mean. But I do think, to your point, Chris, when it comes to MVP, it could hurt on defense. And and like, it's also hard to imagine things being even better on offense, but I I believe it can be. Yeah. I just
1: think, I think it's, I think it's unfair to say like, Oh, well think about how much better Joel Embiid could be. If he wouldn't have to play with Ben Simmons, it's like, bro, what? like, I
0: mean, like Chris, that's just (laughs) me (laughs) saying like this, this guy, this guy can be even better. I, I don't see how that's like a because he ever started a point. game and would have won MVP. Like, I mean, okay, fine, he could have been better. Yeah, but what's wrong but with saying a a great player can be even better? Everybody should be working on weaknesses. I worked on weaknesses this offseason. You you work on stuff. <laughs> like podcasters, as players, players, it's easy to see improvements. Like players, whether you're an average player or a good player or a great player, there's always ways to improve. And also the way the the team changes around you can lead to improvements or regression. You can get worse. Like the, it, it's that, that's the whole reason why Ben Simmons wants out. He's already a great player. He's an all defensive player. He nearly won defensive player of the year. He's an all NBA guy. He's an all star, but he can be better if the system and the opportunity and the personnel is a little bit different. Will he be? I don't know. I mean, we'll find out like in a new situation, but he can be, I don't like, I think that's the whole thing for years with Russell Westbrook. Like we've always argued about that with Westbrook. It's like, it's not like Westbrook isn't a great player. I'm just saying with some slight changes, he could be even better. I, I, I don't see what's wrong with expecting more or, projected more didn't say it's for bad already great players but more
1: i'm just saying it's become this thing as if it didn't work together and that those guys couldn't maximize and I'm with you. couldn't maximize themselves I'm with you. because they played with each other and it was like they were the number one seed. They won the most games and I'm the guy, guy almost won the MVP. That worked well.
0: I'm totally with you, Chris. They
1: don't want to play with each other, but it did work
0: one, <laughs> 100%. And, and I, I understand where you're coming from. Cause of my comment, it might come off. Like I'm putting myself in that bucket. I'm not part of that bucket. Like th- these guys aren't a perfect fit, but it worked. Like this team had so much success over the years, great regular season success, pretty good playoff success. I will listen to the but argument
1: though, that it might, that it, once it gets to the playoffs and teams can scheme against you, that's when it does highlight what is wrong with the fit. I think that's totally fair. And, and, and that's and, true. And probably. specific
0: and specifically with the Ben Simmons Correct. portion, I beat him and beat himself said it in that quote. I've done what I can do. Spacing the floor. Yeah. Embiid, and Embiid and for a five is a very good shooter. And last season, he had the best year of his career shooting the ball. Like this guy is, is has done everything he can to best complement Ben Simmons. I think, I think three, four, five years ago, when this core was in its infancy, you could say that the fit was poor. But the way in which they've both developed their games, respectively, Ben Simmons as a defender, and then Joel Embiid, just I mean, he's unstoppable. He's gotten better every year of his career on the low post. He's gotten better every single, every single year of his career in every way on both ends. These guys have made it work, and it's a credit to them for improving in their respective ways. The only problem is Ben Simmons has not improved enough on offense. That's the big issue here. It's really about Ben Given Simmons. Given the way this
1: is all played out, I think, you know, you can't go back in time. I, I, I think Brett Brown, I think it's fair to say, he deserved a little more grace than he got from people. You know what I mean? As
0: how come? I'm just curious. Like wh- why? I mean, I don't disagree, but why?
1: Because you see what they, we was dealing with. You know what I mean? You see what he was dealing with, with like now? Ben Simmons? Yeah. You see what, you see what the deal was now? Did Doc Rivers do any, did Doc Rivers do better? Did Doc Rivers do better?
0: You mean, you mean in terms of handling the personality or the player? Yeah. Does Doc Rivers, did,
1: did Doc Rivers do better with that team? I mean, they were one shot away from possibly playing in an Easter conference finals under Brett Brown. And they've gotten waxed under Doc Rivers. So how much worse did he do? I haven't seen the Netflix documentary on Brett Brown. Doc Rivers, what is a
0: Netflix documentary. Doc
1: Rivers, uh, they, you know it's about coaching. Really? You haven't seen that? Oh God, he does? They, he's got podcasts. He's got podcast. He's got Netflix doc. He's got the whole thing about being great coach. So I, I, I do I not know. Oh, the, the the play, the playbook. Netflix. Yes. Okay. It's not the. All I'm saying is it's not the easiest situation to coach in. Okay, so he had an
0: episode, Doc Rivers, a coach's rules for life. Doc Rivers (laughs) shares the unifying philosophy that (laughs) inspired Boston's championship team. Yes. Okay, and discusses his response to Donald Sterling's racism. Well, I can see why Doc Rivers gets a documentary, but Brett Brown doesn't, because Doc Rivers has coached for... 20 years. He won a championship. He I'm with you. With I'm with you. I'm saying, I, I mean, I, I, I'm saying Chris, the you, point. on Netflix, you, you got to watch squid game Oh gosh. on Netflix. Chris,
1: Have, are you watching squid game? Chris, you know who, you know who recommended squid game to me? Jerry Jackson, Jr. I asked him what he's been watching and he, his attempt to describe what that show was to me was just abhorrent. He was like, you know, so it starts off. He's like, it's uh a bunch of people get shot like right at the very beginning, and I'm like, what are you watching? He's like, it's awesome. It's number one on Netflix right now. He's like, you should check it out. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's crazy. And then I went and looked, and I watched the trailer, and in fact, it was. Right? I mean, it seemed as if there were people getting shot.
0: It's a South Korean yeah. show. Yes, it's fantastic. It's really, really good. I'm real. I'm three episodes in. So anybody listening to this, please don't spoil it for me. You love um, it. Please be a please be a good friend. It's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I'm really enjoying it. Three episodes in, it has it has shades of uh, Battle Royale, okay, uh, a Japanese uh, movie from years ago, or Hunger Games. Um, who everybody knows are yeah, right? here in the United States. Um, and it also there's some movie that I saw on, on Netflix or something years ago. I can't remember the name of it, but it was people like trapped in a classroom or something where they had to play some games to escape or, or something like that. I, I forget what it was called, but it was pretty good. But yeah, South, South Korean cinema is fantastic, Chris. You love it. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got, you got old boy, from years back, you got Parasite recent years. Just one of the best movies I've ever seen, Parasite. You got some movies like I Saw the Devil. Have you ever heard of that movie, Chris? No. I saw, it's like an action thriller movie. Man from Nowhere. I'm a, I'm a big fan of South Korean cinema. Cinema have been for many years now. Netflix is what really was like the gateway drug for South Korean cinema over the years. So yeah, it's uh it's cool to see people, you know, internationally liking Squid Game now.
1: My my original point was Doc Rivers, people think he's so uh, a good enough coach to require a, a Netflix documentary or uh, you know, someone that people would listen to and, and not even he was able to get it to work. That was my point. <laughs> that was my point. <laughs> yes. Right. And and now you see you know, as it's come to a head, he wasn't able to fix it either. <laughs> there, I mean, it, obviously, this oh, is yeah. a catastrophe yeah. right now with what's going on with them. And, and last thing on this, it's fair to say we believe if I saw Ben Simmons in the 76ers jersey again, it would be shocking to me. It would at this point, given how this has played out.
0: You know, speaking of Simmons, Sixers jerseys, I saw a tweet. Get retweeted across my timeline yesterday of this guy. <laughs> he he uh, tweeted out he at Ben Simmons like, since you want to act like a big baby, oh. from now on I'm wearing your jersey like a diaper. Oh no, and, like, he's, he's you wore got, like a diaper, like, huh? The, he's got like the jersey on upside down. Legs through the arms. It's <laughs> it's a hell of a picture. True story.
1: <laughs> True story. So I saw online that there are a bunch of stores that are like selling them like fifty percent off, seventy five percent off. Really? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are getting rid of these and filling up. It. So one of my buddies that works with me on the show, Devin, is gonna cover the Memphis football game, and they are playing Temple which is in Philadelphia, this weekend. And my mission to him, I told him, you have got to go get me a discounted 75% off Ben Simmons jersey somewhere in Philadelphia. And I'll wear it on the mismatch if there is a – (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I I was like – I love it. Look, go up there. If you can find one of these places where it's massively discounted – I was like, nobody in Philadelphia is buying it. And I was like, it's going to take an outsider to go buy it. I said, go get me a Simmons Philly jersey while you're up there. (laughs) Um, So maybe I'll have one for uh, Tuesday's mismatch. That's my hope. This past week, when the season is about to start, there are always a million lists that come out. And the ones that get talked about the most are the player rankings. And top 100s, for a couple of different major sites came out, Sports Illustrated put out theirs, ESPN put out theirs. Um, and just focusing on those two, one of the things that struck me, Kevin, from looking at those lists yesterday and kind of lining them up, um, I will say just right off the bat, ESPN did not include Kawhi Leonard in that ranking as for this upcoming season because of the injury uh, Sports Illustrated still had him in there. But the lists are virtually identical. You can you can switch up some of the numbers and rankings of the individual players. But my larger point is this, and I wanted to see what you think about this, that every year we always get into, he's a top 20 guy in the league. He's a top 30 guy in the league. He's a, And then most importantly, He's a top 10 guy in the league, right? That gets said a lot. And, you know, if you listed off all the guys that people say are top 10 guys in the league every year, you could probably get to a pretty big number. Um, But this year, I kind of feel as if there actually is a consensus. Top 10 players in the league. And that when you do say for the first time in as long as I can remember that if somebody said he's a top 10 player in the league, that everyone, I don't want to say everyone because there's always people that aren't going to, but like 90% would agree with that. And they are Giannis, LeBron, Durant, Curry, Jokic, Luka, Harden, Damian Lillard, Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis. Now, I suppose you could try to throw in Paul George or Jason Tatum or, you know, there's some other guys, right? But I would say that it is very, 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 very difficult for anyone to put together a top 10 list that would exclude any of those guys. That's how I think about it, right? Who would you drop out of that list? And so, do you agree with this? I mean, like, that maybe for the first time, the top 10 players in the league are ones that, you know, 90, but almost unanimously agreed upon. No, definitely, Chris.
0: I mean, I think with with these rankings, uh, I tend not to, you know, stress as much about player rankings on ESPN or Sports Illustrated or anywhere uh, as much as NBA Twitter does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with that said, I, I think the top ten players—you can order them however you want to. I would agree. I would agree that this is appropriate uh, with the list that those uh, publications put out there that there should indeed be a consensus with those top 10 as of now, Um, how you order them. I mean, we could argue for hours and hours and never get anywhere about how you order those guys. Um, But I think like, let's just pull up ESPN's list right now. Um, They did not have Kawhi on their list, as you said, because he's injured. Um, But the guys they have right after that, 11 Beal, George, 12, Paul, 13, Tatum, 14, Booker, 15, Butler, 16. Some of these guys, you you could see them pushing into the top 10 at some point. Tatum, especially, like if he were to take another leap forward, sure. um, maybe if Trey Young were to take a leap forward, Donovan Mitchell, some guys like that. But they're not top 10 guys right now based on all those others that are above them. Um, so I, I'm t- I'm totally with
1: that. It's kind of odd, uh, right? I think because that's fair. It's kind of yeah. odd because it feels like once you get past ten, I think the argument from like say eleven to thirty. Oh, yeah, that's that's where if you that's where it gets murky. If you say uh, he's one of the best thirty players in the league or whatever, if you just say that offhand, and then somebody were to sit down and list thirty guys, no. It might get a, you know, with Kawhi being out, um, it makes it a little bit easier because he wasn't out in one of the lists, as you mentioned, the SI list did rank Kawhi and they put him 10 and then they put Lillard 11. And so you would have the argument, Kawhi has got to be in there if he's healthy. And so who then do you push down to 11? But just for this upcoming season, with Kawhi Leonard. And we don't, need out.
0: Ra- we don't need round
1: even numbers either, though. I no, mean, at like, the to. top
0: 11, the, the 11 elites. That's fine. You know, there's nothing but, wrong with that. But
1: if we're saying he's a top 10 player in the league, I think it's agreed upon. And I don't know if that's ever happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I suppose there's somebody out there that says, oh, no, you know, whoever, my favorite player should be there uh, instead of this guy. Um, But I really find it difficult to believe that you're coming up with the top 10 players in the league list and leaving one of those guys off of it. Yeah. Tough. That's, I mean, and it means, I mean, obviously the league's in great shape for sure. Uh, Oh, 100%. those, Those 10 guys, any one of them, if they won the MVP this upcoming year, would be wildly unsurprising to anyone.
0: Are you are you at all surprised both of them had Kevin Durant ranked number one? No. I'm not. I'm I'm not either.
1: I'm not no. I'm not surprised. Um, no. Kevin Durant was unbelievable, but Kevin Durant does have to stay healthy for an entire season. I think I thought Giannis would be number one on these lists after winning a title and scoring 50 points in an elimination 50. game. 50. Mean, what do you yes. want? Right?
0: Not 49, not 51, yes.
1: 50. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you can do. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, and by the way, his team beat Kevin Durant's team. So, very close. Right? It was it was close. I wonder if uh if those 10 players I'm going to pull up MVP odds. Uh okay, there is one player that is not there uh, in that in in the top ten consensus rankings that we mentioned. That actually Tatum? is in the top ten. Trey Tatum, one of those two. It is it is Trey Young. Trey, ah, he is in the top ten in odds for MVP, and actually right behind him are Devin Booker, James Harden, and Anthony Davis, and Harden and Davis are both in those in that top 10 list. So Trey young is the only one. He is the only of the players that is not listed as a top 10 player in the league in these lists. That is a top 10 player, according to MVP odds, or at least best chance to win. MVP. And those are obviously not the same thing. They play with, you know, Trey young, if, if you put James Harden in his situation, James Harden would have greater odds. James Harden, his odds are going to get tamped down by the fact that he's on a team with the guy that they just ranked number one in Kevin Durant, right? I think, I mean, I just pulled up
0: the FanDuel odds here. They got Luka as the favorite, then Giannis, KD, Embiid, Curry, Dame, LeBron, Jokic, Trey, Harden, and then AD 11th, Booker 12th, Tatum 13th, Mitchell 14th, George 15th. I like, I like the like. If you're picking sleepers, I like Tatum plus twenty nine hundred. What if the Celtics exceed expectations and he takes a leap forward? Uh, I like Booker plus twenty eight hundred as a sleeper as well. What if the Pelicans Zion plus forty two? I'm just kidding, Chris. I wanted to get your face. I wanted to see I your face you. change. That's all. I, I- he looked disgusted. Like someone let out a stanky fart in the room. That, that was Chris <laughs> Vernon's reaction right there. When I said that,
1: is that, is that look, it's going to be a matter. It's going to be, it's going to be a matter of time until Zion's a top 10 player yeah. in the league. And
0: I mean, he he needs to stay
1: healthy. That's for sure. Yeah. Got to stay healthy
0: and also get better on defense too. That's a big part of the equation here. And that's, that's also one of the reasons why like Dame is in the, the 8 to 12 range in a lot of these rankings and not the Steph range cuz Dame is a much worse defender than Stephen Curry.
1: Fair enough. Preseason is going to be starting, Kevin. Every year I kind of get excited like, "Oh, the uh, preseason's coming. Get to watch basketball again." And then I go to games and it's about the third quarter and I'm like, "Oh, I remember why why preseason is so lame. Um <laughs> and so it can get better towards the end when teams are trying to ramp up for their season. And you may catch some games here and there where they're trying to work out kinks or if they've got new rosters, maybe they play some log some more minutes together than you would typically see. Um but preseason, you know, you're you're stripping away. Competition, you know the fact that guys care who wins and loses in the game. They're out there trying to not get injured, uh, getting you know get get some run in, play with each other a little bit, and then you know get in shape, even more so NBA shape. Um, But there's going to be games that are going to be on, and we're certainly going to be paying attention to the different things that happened in the preseason. And so let me couch this going in by saying, I know the preseason is lame. Everybody knows the preseason is lame, but if you were going to care more than you normally would, it would be for these three teams that if you saw them on, maybe you'd watch a little bit longer than you normally would a preseason game and we're going to give our three teams. You want me to start? or you want to start? I'll start. I'll start with the Sacramento
0: Kings. Oh, Mr. Vernon, the Kings. You want to know why I want to see their three guard lineup with Fox Halliburton and Mitchell. I want to see that. I want to see your guy, Marvin Bagley. I want, I want to see what he can do with this new look roster. Um, and they, they just get a lot of fun guys on their team, man. Uh, th- I mean, uh, e- even Jemias Ramsey, deep off their bench. King coming off their bench. Met two. They got some fun young guys who are pretty good college players. Uh, just want to see if some of them can pop. Um, but mostly, I mean, the, real, the only reason, actually, is the three-guard lineup. Uh, that, that's primarily why I would tune in for that. And to be honest with you, Chris, by the second half of that game I'm playing Warzone. I know.
1: I understand. Look. <laughs> look. We're Look, we're going in we're going into this telling you we're not going to try to sell you on the preseason being interesting. We're trying to find reasons. And you know, for the most part in the preseason, you either want to see teams with new rosters or Teams with new players, like rookies, so it's the first time you're seeing them. Much like summer league, you know you get to see these guys for the first time. And so, like you, I picked a team that's not supposed to be a good team, but for preseason purposes, could be much more fun to watch. And that is the Houston Rockets, and that is oh, that's that's a good one. Yeah, that's good. They were fun in in the bo- or in the in the summer league bunch of young guys on that team. Like you don't have like, Shen-Goon! especially with, yeah. with John Wall not doing anything. You don't have like old guys in the way. Like you're not going to tune it in. And all of a sudden you're going to be watching DJ Augustine playing a lot. You're going to be, you're going to be watching Kevin Porter jr. You're going to be watching Jayla green. You're going to be watching Shengun. You're going to be watching uh, Josh Christopher who made Kevin Porter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, isn't that the first guy I said? I said Kevin Porter. I, I don't know. I, I, I know. think, I,
0: think know. I said Kevin Porter. You... I, I got this Marriott Walmart internet you. connection here, Chris. Yep. There might be some stuff. You know, you know one thing about Marriott I got to say, I think all hotels, there should be water bottles in the bedroom when you get in your hotel. Oh, is that, right? that, that, that should be like a prerequisite for all hotels, a water bottle. Like you're thirsty. You came from a trip, a flight, a drive should be water bottles. I went down to the front desk, Chris, and, and I was like, Can I get a free water bottle and, and like for my room? And, and they said, Oh, you have to buy them. I said, But you can go to the gym and fill up one if you if you get a bottle.
1: So I did that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they charge like four bucks oh, for my a goodness, little, little Dasani
1: bottle. Come on, that's San Jeez. Diego for you. W- what an upcharge. Wow, that's unbelievable. I say Houston simply because. <laughs> They got these young guys and most importantly, Jalen green, Jalen green is fascinating to me. You know, he's kind of got the look, he's got the swag about him. And he's the first guy that I can remember getting picked second overall that like has a massive chip on his shoulder about it. (laughs) You know, like you see these guys like Draymond and they can remember every single player that was drafted ahead of them. Like, bro, you've only got one guy that was drafted ahead of you, but it, he like it bothers him that he was not the number one pick in the draft, and like he's doing this whole "I got something to prove." You know, I guess. I guess you could do the nobody believes in me. If it was just the Detroit Pistons that liked another player better, but Jalen Green truly believes that he was the best player in the draft, and he's going to prove to everybody that he was the best player in the draft, and so. Just his whole plight this year and how many points, I mean, if there was ever a chance for a guy to put up crazy ass numbers as a rookie on a rat team, he's got it. He's got it because he's
0: going to have free reign. You said in passing the team that uh, I'd be wanting to watch next, the Warriors. Oh, Uh, Partially because of James Wiseman, the number two pick the year before that. Partially because of Kaminga. See how he does. Moses Moody. Partially to see if Jordan Poole can continue doing what he did to close last season. Um, Never mind just all the veterans that they have on that roster. The stars like Steph and Draymond and the role players, Iguodala back. Our guy, my guy, Otto Porter Jr.
1: (laughs) Otto Porter. (laughs) And,
0: And also... You know, you didn't mention it there, Chris, but on the topic of water bottles, remember my escape from Oracle Arena oh, yeah. years ago, right? I fell on the backpack full of water bottles that I stole from the arena. That's right. They didn't steal. I took them. Nobody else was going to take them, but I did. I needed them from my hotel room. Yes. Uh, <laughs> serious about water, Chris. Serious business. I'll
1: tell you this. Wiggins will be able to tell you how to get out easier next time. <laughs> Just ask, oh, your, ask your guy, Andrew. He knows how to get out of Oracle Arena. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) he's going to be leaving a lot it seems like I don't know I guess we'll see what comes of that Uh, we'll see what happens my second team as I said it's usually either teams with young players or teams with new rosters is the Bulls just because I want to see what it looks like when they throw it all together if you got this projected lineup where it's uh, Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and Patrick Williams and Nikola Vucevic like, does that work? Like, how does that even look playing together? Um, I'm fascinated by it, right? Those have all been, takeaway, Williams is the one guy that, like, moves the ball and obvious, I guess, I guess you could say, well, Alonzo moves the ball, too, right? The other three, they've been, like, leading shot taker guys within the last two seasons. And so this isn't exactly a big three with Rosen, Levine, and Vucevic, but those are leading shot-taking players for their respective teams, none of which were good. None of those teams were any good. And now Billy Donovan is charged with taking three guys that were the guy, the guy that would take the last shot in the game, the guy that would, on a lot of nights, lead your team in field goal attempts, and figuring out how to play together while all the while being flanked by Lonzo and a second year player in Patrick Williams. And then you've got that bench with Caruso and the other things that they've added. I'm just, I'm fascinated by, I don't, I feel like they're not going to be average. Like it's either going to work and they're going to be a lot better than I expect them to be, or it's going to be a train wreck.
0: Chris, what do you think about Zach Levine leaving his agency for clutch uh, before this season? He was at BDA. The agent left BDA, I believe, to start his own thing, um, and he left there for clutch before a big year for the Bulls, before his free agency next offseason, where he'll be in high demand. Um, I mean, that that to me is like a factor here for Chicago if they underwhelm with all of these moves and all the contracts that they committed. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on the boys. There's like this, maybe more than anybody because of the talent that is Zach Levine, like of the non-championship contenders. They, 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 like you said, they're not going to be average. They'll be like really, really good or underwhelming. They better be really, really, really good to retain Zach Levine.
1: Like they better be, they can't be average. I don't see how that fits. I have a very difficult time seeing how that fits. Now, am I surprised he left for clutch? When you fill in the blank with any player you want to mention to me, Kevin, and you you can ask me, and keep this in mind, over the next five to ten years, hopefully we're doing the show the whole time. The answer I am going to give you is no. When you ask me, are you surprised (laughs) they left for clutch? Yeah. I mean, with the way they are... In many ways, running the league, honestly. I mean, look at the teams and look at how teams are assembled and look at the different moves that are made throughout the offseason, and you find out so many of them, how many of them have a connection to. And when we're talking, you just mentioned the Levine thing, you just think about the different subjects that we've even talked about today. Not the least of which is the Ben Simmons situation. They're in the middle of that right now. You know? I mean, it's just... They're going to represent half the league. Feels like. At some point. Right? Um, And so... No. I'm never surprised. I think that they probably give... I think... I think there's a lot of guys that probably think, Hey... I want leverage. This is how I can get leverage. These guys are leverage guys. These are player empowerment guys. And if I want to dictate where I'm going to play, if I want to dictate what my team is going to do, if I want to dictate what market I want to go to, and I'm not here to argue good or bad on that. That's the truth of the matter. They have a power now. And they are able and have been able to dictate where players play out their careers, where they get traded to, how much they sign for, on and on. And if I'm a player in the league, having that type of power on my side, I think you could do a lot worse. And so I'll never be surprised. Look, the job is to serve the players. And they have done an outstanding job of that, (laughs) by and large. We'll see how the Simmons, the Simmons thing could be a problem. It could. We'll see how it plays out for him. And we'll see if it costs him an immense amount of money to end up in a better situation for him in his mind. And we'll find out if it is, in the end, a better situation. Um, But they have, they've done a lot of, They've they've done a lot of work for their players to be put in positions that their players are happy about. And so
0: no. Yeah. I I, I wouldn't be surprised either, you know, uh, uh with any player. And, and you said in passing there, hopefully five, ten years from now, you asked me this question. That's right. The answer will still be no. I hope in five to ten years we're still I so doing too. this. Chris, I, I I I can't believe this is about to be our sixth season. Our first show that we ever recorded together was October 4th. 2016. Oh wow! So the the the, it'll the anniversary it'll be uh, of our, our next show. Shows. Just yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. I think next uh, Monday is the fourth. So uh, if we record Monday night or Tuesday morning, whatever it is, um, that'll be the the-, the anniversary show. That's hard to believe. Our sixth season. That's five together, years. Chris.
1: Five years is Monday.
0: Yeah, five years, and then our sixth season coming That's up. Crazy. That's crazy.
1: It's pretty nuts. Yep. All right, uh, last yeah, last team wild. for me. Another young last team. Yeah, for year, another yeah. young team. Orlando. Orlando I love okay. Suggs. You know, I love Suggs. I like Cole yeah. Anthony, even though he was crap the. How about faults? You see the?
0: You see the, There was a little clip. There was a little clip of faults taking a free throw, and it looks smoother than ever. Mm. I want to see him taking jump shots. I, if anybody has clips of Markel faults taking jumpers this off season, please send Where them to me. Where does that all please fit in? Tweet them at me. Yeah, figure that out. Please tweet them at me. I want to see Fultz's jumper. That's what I'm looking for. You got to figure that
1: out. Fultz and uh, Anthony and Suggs. And you know what I mean? They got all these guys that clearly all think they're going to have the ball in their hands, but they're not going to have the ball. They get all, and you know, they've got some, they got some fascinating young players on their team for sure. So, and everybody that plays for them is young. So just, just
0: wanted to say real quick. Yeah. Uh, Markel Fultz, uh, I, I can see plus 8,000 for him as most improved player of the year. Oh, gosh, just throwing it out there. Chris Markel. He's not, a good comes si- back. he's not in
1: a good situation for it with them drafting a point guard. Number four.
0: I know. Or I know. What? I'm just throwing it Was out it there. If Fultz, if Fultz comes five, yeah, yeah. if Fultz comes back. This is the biggest if we've had on this podcast. If Mark Fultz comes back with a reliable jump shot. <laughs> I'm basing this statement off solely one clip of him shooting a free throw.
1: Um, you know who supported my You know who supported my most improved? Did you see Ty Lu going uh going on and on about Terrence Man?
0: T Man, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yep. 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 Let's yep. go. Yeah, my, uh, my third team, this is probably going to infuriate everybody, 29 fan bases. It's the Brooklyn Nets Aww. because I'm picking one team where I can watch in the fourth quarter and see quality basketball because of the amount of depth that they have on their roster. And here's why. Here's why, Chris. Because with the Brooklyn Nets, regardless of their opponent, I don't know their preseason opponents off the top of my head, but regardless of the opponent, I know that if I'm watching the Nets, I'm getting quality opponents to see young players go against. So regardless of the opponent, Nets have so much depth on their team. You're going to see Cam Thomas, Dayron Sharp, some of their young guys playing fourth quarter minutes against reserves for the opponent. So that they, to me, could be a quality team to actually watch for seeing how some young players do against them. That that's my reasoning. You're going to see the Nets plenty of times on national TV. It's not because of the starters. It's because no, okay. of the depth and how it, it could be impactful in the second half. Of games. Okay, fine. But that's my, that's my deep reasoning. That's still going to infuriate every other team, team fan base because they're probably finals. Favorites. Okay,
1: fine. Then I'm get. I'm sorry. No. Then I tell you what, <laughs> Because you brought up depth, and I didn't even think about this. Because you brought up depth, and so that's the players that will be playing in the second halves or fourth quarters of these games, I've decided to change my answer to the Los Angeles Lakers so that I could watch <sighs> a reenactment of the 2014 <laughs> All-Star Game with Rajon Je- <laughs> Rondo, Dwight Howard, <laughs> and Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Are they going to be close to that <laughs> yes. guy's Rondo Anthony and uh, Dwight Howard. I could literally watch the 2014 all-star game in the fourth quarter of Laker games. If they are going to use their depth, by the way,
0: first preseason game for the Nets
1: against the Lakers oh, Sunday, Sunday October 3rd on NBA TV. Tune in. Did they know that the 2014 all-star game is coming off the bench for the <laughs> Lakers?
0: Yeah.
1: Seven years later. It could, could
0: be a, could be like a, a garbage time of the finals preview. <laughs>
1: That's what it could be. I don't know. I don't think there'll probably be much garbage time in the finals. There's usually not. um, Unless the Spurs are playing the heat. <laughs> um, All right. Last thing before we get out of here. And this depressed me because it seems as if most of the time when I see the headline that the NBA is changing a rule, I get super excited. And then I saw NBA rule change and I clicked on the link and it was like, now coaches aren't going to have to uh, use challenges or they can challenge. Like they're talking about the last two minutes and out of bounds plays. And that those were like kind of autos and it was just kind of up to the ref. And now I read it and I'm like, Oh great. Cause we don't have a big enough problem with uh, the end of games taking forever. Now, every time the ball caroms out of bounds, are we going to get to go to the replay monitor and everybody sits there for a half an hour? before we figure out whose ball it is, and then we're able to finish the game. Like, I don't know. I was not thrilled. I was not thrilled to see that, read that, um, because it just came off to me like, oh, man, we could have more stoppages in these games.
0: Yeah, Chris, I mean, hopefully with any rule change by the NBA here, it ends up speeding up the end of games. The last thing we need is for basketball games to get slower, drug in the mud even more, and last 20 more minutes uh, than they already do. Um, hopefully this rule change actually helps. Maybe coaches will be out of challenges, so they won't be able to challenge those out-of-bounds plays at the end of games, but we'll see how this all works out.
1: All right, Kevin. Well, we are not far away from this NBA season. We're at least going to preseason games starting this weekend. Thank you for listening to another episode of the mismatch. Thank you to our executive producer, Sasha Eschel, as always. And we will talk to you next week.
0: Yeah, Chris, I'm looking forward to it and also just want to say uh, Paulo Ugetti announced on Twitter that today is his last day at The Ringer. Uh, he said in the tweet, it's been almost five years since he started at, and as an intern. I remember Paulo as an intern. Uh, he's grown so much and done so much great work with us at The Ringer and I'm very excited for Paulo and what's next for him. Best of luck, Paulo.